0: Energy. So this guy in the fantasy baseball chat is just ripping me. He's calling me names for how I handled my team. Buddy, you had 20 weeks for your own team to play better. Don't be mad at me. The passion. Mac Jones is fighting not just for his Patriots job, but he very well may be fighting for his NFL future. The opinions on all your favorite teams. For the Red Sox, it can't always be about next year. It can't always be about down the road. Where's the team that battles for now? This is The Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WdeBradio.com What's up, everybody? Happy Friday here on The Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV Radio dot com. We got a shorter show today, just 40 minutes. We're up until 6:10, and then we give give way to Red Sox baseball. Sox taking on the Chicago White Sox tonight. We'll have the lineups for you before we send you out to Fenway for this. For this, uh, hard to believe we're in our final 10 game stretch of the season. I mean. I know it's been brutal for the Red Sox down the stretch. I know it's been awful the second half of the season. I still love baseball. I still hate to see baseball coming to an end, and it is coming to an end for the Red Sox. We'll see Chris Sale on the mound tonight. Again, the lineups will come your way in about 35 minutes from now. I did speak to Tom Carrot of Nesson earlier today, so if you're interested in the High and Bloom conversation and where the Red Sox go next, we have that for you on the podcast channel, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and WDEVradio.com. And, uh, I'll probably use some of that sound from TC maybe on Monday when we have a longer show. Can get into some of the Red Sox future. But, again, that interview is there. You can get in on the text line, 802-585-3026. That's 802-585-3026. I'm here. Danny's here. You're here. let go.
1: Five, four, three, two,
0: one. And here we go. The opening thoughts of the Brady Farca Show are brought to you by Sticks and Stuff and by Swanton Lumber, Vermont's most complete locally owned home center with locations in Enosburg, Derby, Middlesex, St. Albans, and at Swanton Lumber. We're online at sticksandstuff.com. Danny, do you remember two months ago or so, we played some sound from Mac Jones who said that he was really working on becoming a better leader, and he wanted to be a better teammate, and he wanted to be a better leader. And we said at the time that that's great, but I said then, that everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth, right? That's the old Mike Tyson saying. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And I also said, we'll see how Mac does when adversity strikes, right? Mac said he wanted to keep his emotions under better check. He wanted to be a better teammate. He wanted to be better with his coaches. He said all the right things. And I said, wait until the adversity strikes. Well, the adversity has struck, and Mac Jones has struck the wrong tone, okay? I didn't pick up on this earlier in the week, right? I did not, I admittedly did not pick up on this Sunday after the loss against the Miami Dolphins. But this cut from Mac Jones after the game on Sunday has made its rounds here over these last couple of days and it really kind of came to a head for me when I really thought about it again yesterday. Mac Jones has made a mistake this week. Okay? Mac Jones talking about the team's adversity, talking about being 0-2, talking about the loss against the Dolphins. Mac Jones said this at the podium on Sunday on the loss against the Dolphins. I can't believe I didn't pick up on it then, Danny.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not. I think the biggest thing is like, right, I'm talking about being close, so whatever you're doing, just do more. It's, it's not like a rocket science. If you watch 30 minutes of film, watch an hour. If you lift for 45 minutes, live for an hour and a half like just whatever you can do so when we're in this situation you know for me that's how i feel better about everything you can only put in so much work but there's 24 hours a day and you have to sleep for eight to ten of them so uh, all the other hours need to be about work
0: that's not that one danny so that's my mistake so that was mac jones on monday on weei trying to clean up the comments that he had made on sunday So on Sunday, Mac Jones said, what I'm about to play for you. The WEEI guys on Monday called him out on it and said, are you calling out your teammates? Mac Jones then tried to spin it the way you just heard, and I believe that his original intention was what he said on Sunday, Danny.
2: Definitely got to play better and learn from it and, you know, be here early and leave late and do it together. I think that's the biggest thing. It's If a couple guys are doing it, it's not good enough, clearly. So uh, we got to put put more into it, and we'll get more out of it.
0: So that's Mac Jones saying on Sunday after the game that we got to come in earlier, we got to leave later, we got to put more into it, and it's not good enough for a couple of guys to do it clearly. That's Mac Jones calling out his teammates. And that, to me, from a guy who has said he wants to be a better leader, from a guy who has said he wants to be a better teammate, from a guy who said he wants to handle adversity better, you've just failed the test. Right? Like, you've just failed the test. Okay? You're two games into the season. You're calling out your teammates publicly. And I get it. You have a sense of urgency, it means a lot to you, and I can appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Your head is in the, your heart rather is in the right spot, but your head is in the wrong place. That is a conversation for in the locker room. That is a conversation amongst captains. That is a conversation amongst you and your coordinator. That is not a conversation for you at the podium. And I understand that I don't want to be hypocritical, right? We as the media want guys to be authentic. We don't want guys to be truthful. I can appreciate that as a media member. It's giving us something to talk about. That said, it's not the right thing for Mac Jones to say. Not in that moment, right? He, he, he values the, the, the season. He values the process. He wants to work hard. He wants to win. I get that. But calling out your teammates publicly, you have failed the test, right? All summer long, He handled the written test correctly. He said all the right things. He checked all the right boxes. When it came time to the adversity performance task, Mac Jones failed last Sunday. Can't say that publicly, right? And Tom Brady could get away with it. Patrick Mahomes could get away with it. Albert Breer used the phrase, okay, does he have the skins on the wall to make comments like that? Certain guys do. Certain guys don't. Mac Jones isn't one of those guys. And Mac Jones also, this is more of an existential conversation. Mac Jones needs to understand that hard work means different things to different people. Right? And and Mac is young, so I don't want to be a hypocrite here either. When I was 24 or 25 or whatever Mac Jones is, I would have felt the exact same way that he did. I thought the only way to work hard was to work more. That is what Mac Jones thinks, right? He thinks that working hard means working more. That's why you heard him say in that first clip that we played, a little out of place, that he said, if you're lifting for 30 minutes, lift for an hour. If you watch a half hour of film, watch an hour, right? He believes that working hard is working more. And he's imploring his team and calling out guys who he doesn't think are putting in enough time. It's not always, Mac, about working more. It's about working smarter, right? It's the old The old adage, I think it's the John Wooden quote, Danny, work smarter, not harder. Mac Jones will get there. He's gotta get there though. Right? He'll realize that it's not just about always putting in more time or about paralyzing yourself with analysis or film watching. You've, you've got to just make the time you have count, right? Like, okay. Are you maximizing your time in the training room? Are you maximizing your time in the weight room? Are you maximizing your time in film? Are you asking the right questions of your coordinator? Are you, are you asking the right questions of Mac or of your linebacker or whoever is, whoever you are dependent on in your role in a play? It's not always working more. It certainly is working working smarter and working more focused, but it's not always working more. And that's what Mac seems to think is the only acceptable answer to getting over the hump is working more, and I disagree with that, okay? I disagree with that. Um, again, when I was max age, I always thought the only answer was to just do an extra rep, do two reps, do an extra three reps, do an extra five reps, do an extra set, take 20 extra jump shots, throw 15 extra pitches, and that kind of attitude, it did paralyze me, and it became very hard for me to play that way. It's not only now until I here I am at 33, about to be 34, like that I realize, okay, it's about getting the best out of the time you have, not just spending more time. So Mac's got to realize that. He's also got to realize you can't be calling out your teammates like that, not you. And I don't mean, look, I get it. I appreciate that he wants to be a leader, but he's failing the how-to-be-a-leader 101 class. You can't do it publicly. You can't do it in the media. You've got to do it behind closed doors with your captains, with your coaching staff, with a guy one-on-one, Whatever. Because right there you've opened up the can of worms. Because now we want to know who's not working hard enough. Who is Mac talking about? Does Mac think it's the whole team? Does he think it's half the team? Does he think it's one particular unit? Does he think it's one particular position group? Which coach is allowing this to happen? Okay, these are the questions now that I have that Mac has presented. And nobody in that locker room needs those questions out there. Okay, I'm mad at myself that I missed that on Sunday. I heard Mac say that to WEEI on Monday and I hadn't realized he's trying to clean up a mess from Sunday. He absolutely was trying to clean up a mess on Sunday. And now three, four days, five days later, I'm realizing just how big a mess it is and just how big a misstep that it was. Okay, my basketball coach always used to say it is not a written test, it is a performance task. And Mac, he aced the written test this summer, he failed the performance task. How do you respond when adversity hits? And here you are at 0 and 2, and Mac has responded poorly. Danny, do you, do you think I'm making too much of this? No, but it sounds like Mac is saying, my job is on the line. And if you guys don't work harder, you know, I'm not gonna have a job anymore. I, I don't take it that way. I think, look, Mac, Mac cares, right? Like let's, I don't believe that every professional athlete cares, right? We all want them to, but some professional athletes are in it for the money. Some of them are in it for the glory. Some of them are in it for the fame. That's just the way it is. Not every professional athlete cares about winning. I do believe that Mac wants to win. And I do believe that Mac sees the quarterback's job to to as one that is to steward winning, that is to facilitate winning. And he knows that quarterbacks are judged on winning. I think Mac gets the job description and he thinks it's his job now to take ownership of that job description, and to get the best out of guys. I just think he's got to realize that this is not the best way to get the best out of people. It's it's disappointing. And, again, your heart is in the right place. Your heart's in the right place. Your head is not. And I wonder how his teammates feel about this. i got to imagine his teammates are rolling some eyes right now wondering, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, kid, aren't you the one who just threw the red zone pick there? Like, against the Dolphins, you're calling us out, and you're the one who threw it right to Xavier Howard at the goal line? Because that's what I'd be saying if I were one of Mac's teammates. I'd be saying, easy, buddy, look in the mirror first before you look at me. And then that's a dynamic that we don't need in the locker room either. So this brings about just about nothing good as far as I'm concerned. right? I think Mac wants to win. He sees it as his job to facilitate winning, and he thinks this is the way to bring that about. To me, it's not. It's the way to cause division. Because some people are like, listen, buddy, worry about yourself. I'll worry about me. And other people are going to roll their eyes and go, look, man, number 12 could get away with that. Number 10 can't. See, Mahomes, he can get away with that. Okay. You see, uh, you know, Burroughs been to a Super Bowl. Maybe he can get away with it. Okay, Stafford can get away with that. Mac Jones isn't on that level. He doesn't have the Pro Bowl appearances. He doesn't have the Super Bowl appearances. He doesn't have the big contract. He doesn't have the number one draft pick. He doesn't have any of that. He's not the guy who could be doing that. And, and Danny, let's play what Albert Breer had to say because he's echoing a lot of these sentiments. I think that the tricky thing, and, Zoe, you can speak to this, I think the tricky thing for a quarterback is you always have to, like, it's a very fine line that they have to walk, right, where – there are certain guys who can call other players out, and there are certain guys who can't. And so, like, I think Mac is in the in-between, where it's like, yes, you're the quarterback, yes, you're a captain, but do you have the skins in the wall to start calling people out? Because that's that can be a tricky thing where a quarterback can lose, lose his locker room by doing that. Ding, ding, ding. Right there. Ding, ding, ding. Albert Breer, 400. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. The Patriots are taking on the Jets. I do think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think the Patriots are going to win this game fairly easily, although I think it's going to be a slog again, right, Danny? We're talking about, we've heard Roger Hill's forecast, we're talking about bad weather. I think what happens here is that the two defenses are really good for the first half. And then Zach Wilson makes a big mistake, the Patriots capitalize on it, The defense for the Jets ends up on the field for a bunch of plays and ends up worn down, and the Patriots kind of roll away at the end. I think when we come in here on Monday, I think we're going to be talking about a Patriots win like 27-10. to Like I think we're going to look at it and say, oh, wow, the Patriots blew them out. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that for most of the game. I could see this being 13-10 to midway through the third quarter. And then Zach Wilson throwing a pick that sets the Patriots up on a short field, that they go down and score a touchdown, and now it's 20-10. to And then the Patriots get a long drive as the Jets' defense is on 70 snaps and counting, and they just don't have anything left. That's kind of where I'm at with this. I think the Patriots win it. I think they win it fairly easily in the final score, but I think it's going to be a slog. Bad weather, ugly game, a lot of running for the Pats, and eventually just kind of wear you down football. Earlier today, this was wild. Earlier today, I had an opportunity to speak with Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston, and Phil's our Patriots insider, and Phil was in what he called a service vortex today. Like, so, he was in a service vortex, I was actually in a service vortex when we taped. You're gonna hear, I had to use some, uh, I had to use my AirPod headphones to record this because nothing was working for me. The, so, all the audio is good. You're just going to hear me sound a little bit different than I'm sounding right now. I spoke to Phil. Phil and I will do anything to make this interview work, even if it requires me recording on the AirPods. I started out getting the information on Patriots and Jets just by saying, "Phil, how are you?"
1: I'm doing okay, Brady. It's, uh, it's a must game. It's a must-win game for me every week, and so uh, I'm just hoping that my uh, my coverage can um, can bring home a W.
0: Well, you've certainly done great. Look, the Patriots have done great in spots, but they just have found ways to come up short the last two weeks. Do you look at this like they're a team that's close that can easily fix it? Or do you look at, like, bad teams make bad mistakes that cost themselves close games?
1: Um, I I lean, honestly, more towards the latter, Brady, because this is sort of who they've been for a while now, right? I mean, they've continuously made these sorts of mistakes and lost to good teams, and we call them moral victories after the fact. But, you know, they're loaded up on moral victories and they're not so loaded up on actual victories. Uh if you go back, you know, even to really mid season last season. So I, I just look at this and say they, they need to get things cleaned up because their margin for error is so slim, especially relative to other teams, other really good teams in the NFL that can make up for a turnover here or there, a penalty here or there that stalls out a drive because they're explosive, because they can do more things offensively than the Patriots can do right now. However, however, I will say this. For the Patriots, their offensive line has to improve. And I I say has to because it it really can only go up from where it's been. I think they've been that bad. I know they didn't give up a ton of sacks to the Eagles, but they were giving up pressures left and right, and the ball had to come out in record time in order for Matt Jones to remain upright. They had to do essentially the same thing against a much less talented front for the Dolphins in week two. And they'll have to do the same thing again, in my opinion, in week three. Although if you're a Patriots fan, you're hoping that they can at least run the ball a little bit more. They they should get better, Brady. They're, they're healthy. Uh, they need to knock some rust off, but they knock some off in week one. Maybe they can knock off, or excuse me, in week two. Maybe they can knock off a little bit more uh, during practice this week and they show up in jersey and they're actually able to run the football which they haven't been able to do and it's limited their entire offense
0: it has limited their entire offense you're right about that we haven't seen Ramondre stevenson get going do you think that's attributed to offensive line issues or just the fact that they've been down and forced to be so one-dimensional i think it's both
1: and i think you know uh, i look at you know the, the game flow of it and it's yes you're right the turnovers are a factor those lead to early losses then all of a sudden you're chucking it but You shouldn't have to abandon the run, Brady, down two scores in the first half, which is where they've been. And they, and they have continued to try to run it occasionally, but they're running their heads into a wall. You know, I get it. If you're down two scores in the fourth quarter, no, you're not running it then, but they're down 16 nothing in the first quarter to the Eagles. They're down seven. So uh, they'll try to get it going again. And again, I think they, there's very little excuse for them not to be able to, Brady. They've got four of their five. Offensive line starters. Uh, they might have five of five if you think that Calvin Anderson's a better player than Riley Reese. But, you know, like they've got the bodies available to them. They've had the reps now that they, you know, they've had weeks of practice, Michael Wendell and Cole Strange have. I know they miss training camp, and I know that means a lot. But at some point, you have to be able to just be tougher than the guys across from you, especially when it comes to the run game. If you're having trouble communicating, picking up exotic blitzes, that sort of thing, I get that. The run game stuff? That's what they want to do. That's what offensive line wanted. They want to move forward. They want to move bodies. And the fact that they haven't been able to do it at all is a little alarming. And if they can't again, I know it's a great defensive front for the Jets, but if they still have trouble running the football again in week three, um, it's, it's cause for concern.
0: Phil, I, I saw it was definitely Tom Kerr, and it might have been you as well talking about what's the Patriots' identity through two games. I don't think we have any idea what their identity is because I think they want their identity to be run the football, play from ahead, ball control, mistake free. But they've been down so much they haven't been able to do that. I don't even know that we have an identity yet for this team. Nope, they don't,
1: and it's a problem. You know, it's it's just not where you want to be. And again, I, I do come back to the offensive line. They can't run it, so they can't play action pass. So now they're uh, and they can't protect. So now they're in the shotgun all the time. Uh, they're very predictable, but. <laughs> but yet they can't throw it down the field so that the other team knows the pass is coming, but they also know the pass is going to be somewhere in like a little 10 yard box from the line of scrimmage and between the numbers, generally speaking, it's just, they are so unbalanced right now. That's all they can do. And it's, it's impressive really in some ways that they've been able to produce any offense at all with how imbalanced they are. So I, I would just, I look at, the line and say, if they can't get it going, then this is going to be a season long issue. But as long as they are healthy and they continue to get reps together, that communication should improve. Even things like, and again, I just, I know I just mentioned, hey, you, know, you should be able to run the ball. Like, you know, that shouldn't take that much time. But I do, you know, I do acknowledge that even in the run game, chemistry matters. You know, how is the run supposed to fit? How is my double team supposed to feel when I'm with Michael Wenu as opposed to Antonio Mafi as opposed to City Self? So, you know, those are the kinds of things that David Andrews is dealing with right now. And so um, it's it's more complex. It's more nuanced than a lot of us, myself included, probably, uh, you know, give it credit for offensive line play. But that is the number one issue with this team right now. They knew it was the number one issue with the team, Brady, through training camp. And it has persisted until they get those bodies back and knock that rust off and get them out there consistently together. It's going to continue to be a problem.
0: I continue to just be bothered by the way the team was built, Phil, and I think we're probably on the same wavelength as this. Like, you can argue stylistically about which way you want the team to play, but they are not built to be the track team that can go up and down the field and be explosive. They're also not built to be the team that can ground and pound you to death, like the Derrick Henry Titans that got the one seed a few years ago. Like, they're not all in on anything. I feel like they're okay in both and not great at either, and thus they're 0-2.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a good way of putting it, you know, and when you look at the options they had available to them, I think that makes it sting a little bit more. There were some real players available in terms of offensive line production and tackle specifically production, uh, that they could have signed, uh, you know, as free agents. And Mike McGlinchy, I know he had a rough week one. I, I haven't checked in on his, on his week two, but Mike McGlinchey, Caleb McGarry, who ended up staying with the Falcons, uh, Juwan Taylor, you know, who ends up going to the Chiefs, and uh, you know, he's making headlines because he's he's basically false starting on every single play. But you know, these guys are real <laughs> players. You know, they're they're real. They require real investments, but they are real players, and they'll give you competent play. And I do think Bill O'Brien's a good enough offensive line, or excuse me, offensive coordinator, to be able to kind of coach around one weak link on the offensive line. It looks like right tackle could be the weak link all year, Brady, but you didn't, it didn't have to be this way. You know, you, you could be that bruising team that you're, that I think they want to be right. They're, they're a Northeast team. Bill Belichick understands your most important games are played in Foxborough. If you're lucky in December and January, you're going to have to run the football. You can't be the greatest show on turf. So that's what he wants to be. He wants to be balanced. He wants to have the ability to run the football. He wants to throw the play action pass off of that. So you, you, that was available to you this off season. And instead, you know, they sort of went with this piecemeal approach. There's just no urgency in terms of the team building, in my opinion, Brady. Identity is one thing. Urgency in terms of acquiring talent is another. And that's what I, you know, I, I think it's sort of a, it's a problem that has extended into multiple facets of the organization, meaning, okay, you're not, you're not aggressive. You're not urgent in free agency in terms of building your roster. You're not urgent in terms of surrounding your young quarterback with pieces to find out what he is. There's no urgency in in seeing what Mac Jones can be, even though the clock is ticking on him and his rookie contract. There's no urgency in the offseason in terms of your practice schedule and your preseason approach and and getting guys actually ready to play. And it was more about avoiding injuries than actually preparing to play football. Now there's no urgency these last two weeks to, to start off strong. I mean, you know, players aren't sitting there in the locker room. I can tell you I've spoken to them. They're not sitting there saying, oh, you know, bad bounce of the ball, you know, a couple turnovers here or there, you know, turnover luck. That stuff's fluky. You know, if, if that flips all of a sudden, we're, we're a different team early in these games. No, they're, they're acknowledging that they've come out sluggish and they're starting down 16 nothing, 17 three. There's no urgency in these games. It feels like they're trying to feel things out. They make a mistake. It blows up on them. And suddenly they're down two scores. And again, they're not built to withstand that kind of thing. So. They need to, this week, in my opinion, show some urgency. For the first time in a long time, show some urgency with with how you play. Don't just be that team that's dancing around the ring, throwing your jab, trying to figure out how the game is eventually going to unfold. Dictate the pace. Dictate the terms. Play the game on your terms. Be aggressive. Run the football. Take a shot downfield early. Defensively, maybe you think you can sit back and let Zach Wilson um make a mistake that that will turn the game early and that's fine but you know what they did against the Dolphins was was what I think they should do against Zach Wilson which is sit back and coverage I don't know I don't know the right way to play the Dolphins they're a great offense but Brady they were back on their heels they played soft I know they didn't want to get burned by the big play but there's just you know you want to see a team kind of grab the bull by the horns and and make something happen it feels like a lot of times whether it's team building or in game they're waiting for something to happen you can't do that this week this game is your season this game is your season you can't wait for it to go your way
0: I do think the Patriots win this week and I think that says more about the Jets and more about Zach Wilson than it does about the Patriots but I like you picked the Patriots to beat the Dolphins last week and I think I'm just out of habit picking the Patriots in games like that because we saw them win those games for so long I couldn't see them going 0-2 I couldn't see them going 0-2 at home I just couldn't bring myself to do it on the air I I I have to get out of the habit of thinking these are the Patriots of old because Phil, they're just not. And that's really my closing thought with you today.
1: Well, and I think a lot of people are there with you, Brady. Right, the the smarter team, the team that makes fewer mistakes, that's the one that's going to win a game like this where, uh, you know, both teams are ailing in different spots. Neither team has a great offense. It's going to be played in a monsoon, right? Like, that's that's the kind of game where the smarter team wins, and the Patriots have not often enough been the smartest team on the field week to week. And unfortunately for them, they're built to have to win that way. That hasn't always been the case with the Patriots. Now, they have, when they've been great, they have been both the most talented and the smartest team on the field. Right now, most teams are going to get the checkbox in terms of talent uh, in their favor when facing the Patriots. And the other checkbox is, is sort of, you know, TBD week to week. Who's going to be smarter? You, you can't just give it to New England anymore. I do think they're going to win. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be a 13 to six final type of game, Brady. Uh, but they need it. And then this, this Jets team isn't so bad. I mean, ask the Bills. This Jets team isn't so bad that you just show up and you expect to win. So they, they have to, again, they have to, make it happen in a way that they haven't uh in a long long time it feels
0: that's phil perry our nbc sports boston patriots insider i spoke to him earlier today again phil was having service issues i was having service issues that's why i had to speak to him with the airpods as the microphone so again it sounded good it just sounded a little different than this microphone so uh phil though and i made it happen we always like to make sure we talk phil i think is for my money the best when it comes to patriots insight and he's right what he said at the end there is right the patriots for once. They need to dictate, right? I, I, Danny, we say this all the time when it comes to basketball, right? I say this for UVM, a lot I say this for the Celtics. The first five minutes of the first quarter in a basketball game kind of gives you an idea of how things are going to go, right? I want to see my basketball team in the first five minutes get up 16-4, to and then you can kind of coast. If you get down 16-4 to and you're playing catch-up, you get all out of your rhythm. The Patriots need to be the team that hits first, finally. Okay, they've been getting punched in the mouth and having to play catch up and respond. I want them to hit first. Okay, I want to see them up 10 nothing six minutes into the game. I want to see them up 17-3 at the half. Just because I predict it to be a slog doesn't mean that it has to be. I want to see them blitz, force fumbles, cause pressure, get sacks, make Zach Wilson make the big mistakes, and then you can coast. We'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll get you ready for the Red Sox after CBS News as they get ready for the Chicago White Sox on DEV.